0: and welcome to the Mount Rushmore Podcast. My name is Jeff, and I'm joined, as always, by Richard.
1: Hello. And Michael. Howdy.
0: Richard, why did you choose it?
1: Well, I think that we've kind of danced around this topic a little bit. Um, We did... Have we? ...butlers. Okay. Who are kind of sidekicks. Mm, mm -hmm, mm. Uh, We've done duos, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. sometimes... I think more, you know, I think the ones we've done, they were less sidekicky and more sort of equal partnerships.
2: Secondary Seinfeld characters. Secondary
1: Seinfeld characters. Mm. Um, so we've kind of flirted around this a little bit. I, I thought gotcha, it was, I gotcha. Thought it was time to kind of just get down, cut, cut, cut the crap, get to brass tacks. Yeah. What are we talking about with sidekicks here? Let's get mm-hmm. it going. Let's mm-hmm. cut it up, boys. Okay, makes sense. So, what defines a sidekick? It has to be somebody who is, sort of. It has well, let me put it this way, it has to be someone or something that is not the central object mm-hmm. but is crucial to that object's success or crucial to the overall success of okay. whatever's happening. They probably
0: don't have their own storyline in the show, uh really they ex- so much.
2: They exist to sort of support. Yeah. If, the if, main thing. Yeah. If the main thing is the motorcycle, without them there, that thing is falling down mm-hmm. as soon as the yeah. that thing stops. They're the
1: kickstand. Yeah. Basically. So I, I
2: hate Rushmore kickstands.
0: I <laughs> hate to say it, but let's see. George Washington has three sidekicks. We, do we think that maybe...
2: Uh, I don't know that reference. On Mount Rushmore... Have you ever uh, heard of
1: Mount Rushmore before?
2: Now I get it. This is one of those. <laughs> That's what this is one of those times where it's just like, oh, okay. It's become so ubiquitous that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Richard's choice. So Michael starts. Uh, Robin from DC Comics. Oh yeah, Batman's ward or Bruce Wayne's ward. <laughs> Batman's his, sidekick. His ward perennial dick. sidekick. Yeah. And he's been a sidekick since 1940 in some fashion, and. Uh, Batman just goes through them. He needs a sidekick. He needs a Robin, whether it's the first one, which was, um, Dick Grayson, uh, who, uh, he adopt kind of basically adopted as his ward. I don't know if he ever adopted him full, full out, Uh but he became his partner in fighting crime. Yeah. Uh, until he eventually kind of graduated from being Robin to turn into nightwing. Yeah. And then he was followed by, uh, Jason Jason Todd, who, uh, DC comic uh, readers eventually um, said, we don't like this guy. Yeah. Uh, we want you to kill him in a poll <laughs> that DC Comics uh, uh, elicited. <laughs> and the Joker bashed his head in with a crowbar. Yeah. Then eventually it turned into Tim Drake. Then it was Stephanie Brown. And lastly, Damian Wayne, who is uh, Bruce Wayne's son, mm-hmm. via Talia Al Ghul, oh. daughter of... Razal Ghoul. Okay. but Batman needs a Robin in some respect. Yeah, and he is one of these. The character of Batman. Why? Why does he need? He seems like he has a valet. <laughs> yeah. No, no, he has one butler that yeah. does everything. Yeah. So of course he needs someone else just to like uh-huh. just sweep or whatever. Take the dog out. It seems like take out Bat Dog. A
0: sidekick is always there for the bad guy to. Uh, (laughs) capture, and then
2: hold hostage, and then bargain. Uh, Batman is a character who is, one, built on this trauma of losing your family. Yeah. So the Batman character, either subconsciously or consciously, Bruce Wayne or Batman, whichever one is kind of in the driving scene, Mm -hmm. is always taking, is is building this continuous surrogate family through his series of Robins and Batgirls and And Oracles and all these different people that help him out are just... They're all like young kids. His empathy for orphans. Yeah. 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 And so Robin fills this crucial need of him being this father figure Mm -hmm. to someone after he lost his father. In the
0: 66 Batman, Robin is a more clever decoder of clues. That are given by the various uh, colorful villains. Rid- no, that's rid- the Bat Computer
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is this helpfully labeled. I by like the way. to
0: think that Robin labeled all those things. Like Batman, <laughs> I, you, I you, know what these things are. Why are you labeled? Why Robin put labels on
2: everything? <laughs> do you follow Bat Labels on Twitter? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Great. He, it's like incredible. I even had a podcast. Or he was a guest on a podcast. Oh, the really? Bat labels that's podcast. So yeah. But uh, no, I think he he is the the quintessential sidekick because whether he is. Allowing Batman to save him, or he plays the role of the person that solves the thing before Batman does or adds a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's essential to Batman to Batman being
1: Batman. All I basically know about Robin is that meme where he gets slapped by Batman. <laughs> yeah. That's basically it. That's, that's pretty much that's it. a lot of it. Yeah.
2: Superman doesn't have a sidekick. He doesn't need a sidekick. Well, cause, cause he's Jimmy Ols. Jimmy Olsen, He's Superman's pal. Not a sidekick? Yeah. And
0: Supergirl is not his sidekick. And she Superboy is, so, is they him as own. a kid. Is yeah. there a
2: dog involved, right? Crypto. Crypto. Also Streaky, the super cat.
0: <laughs> boy. Beppo,
2: the super monkey, And Comet, the super horse. I don't know Get why. I the super find, Also, there's bat dogs somewhere. I think
0: depending <laughs> on which Batman you ascri- ascribe to, Robin seems superfluous. Um, but in that he acts as an external uh, manifestation of those those more human parts of Batman. Yeah. I,
2: I think the intriguing thing that I, I like about Batman as a character is that ultimately he shouldn't ever be defeated. He feels like the character that is smarter, that has thought everything out ahead of time, Mm -hmm. that no matter what dire situation he's in, it's always like, well, Batman's going to win because of his intellect and his training. And he's so devoted to his, the craft of being a detective and being, uh, overcoming, And um, like I think Robin fills the human need of Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And otherwise, Batman is just like a a psychopath. But oh wait, he has all these other family that's around in the shape of Robin, and Robin grows up, and he's like, I need a new Robin. Right. Uh, This guy became Nightwing. This one became Red Robin. This guy became. uh, Yeah red Bird. this one became batgirl like all these <laughs> so, robins grow up and turn into things he's like i need a fucking new robin yeah. or else
1: i'm toast that's not painting a great picture of batman by the way he's great he's a psychopath he's crazy
2: he's a crazy person mm-hmm. right he's a good guy he does the right thing but you know he doesn't kill but he's yeah but he needs a sidekick he needs his robin mm. my my uh or else how i mean yes okay Uh, Richard, what is your first choice?
1: My first choice is the actor Nick Frost. Oh, right on. Otherwise known as the sidekick to Simon Pegg. Yeah, yeah, Um, solid. In the uh, Three Cornettos trilogy, and also in movies such as Paul and the TV show Spaced. Yeah. Anywhere you see Simon Pegg, you're going to see a a bulky yeah, goofy guy Mm -hmm. stealing the show.
2: Do you think Nick Frost is ultimately funny enough to carry his own anything? Or he is is he a perennial second banana?
1: I know that he's done a few things, like in England. He had a yeah, few of his England own TV mean. shows. Sorry, England. Yeah. but <laughs> Nice try, England. I think there is something very specific about their chemistry hmm. that works. Now, the last of the Three Cornettos trilogy, The World's End. <laughs> um, yeah, I think... I think that they have such a unique chemistry. Like I said, in, in The World's End, I think that's much more of a it's it's much less more of an equal distribution of mm-hmm. sort of the 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 weight of the, of the the movie. I think Nick Frost's character has a lot more emotional heft. Um a lot more even though it, it it eventually is Simon Pegg's character story. Yeah. I think that throughout the throughout those three movies kind of their relationships kind of change to the point where you've got Gary being Simon Pegg's character being the totally irresponsible one, and you've mm-hmm. got Nick Frost's mm-hmm. character being the one who's actually the responsible, emotionally mature one. Yeah. So so I don't think that it's some sort of limitation on his part, but I think it just sort of speaks to the fact that they've got this like crazy chemistry that just works incredibly well together. And through those three movies, they kind of play off all these different variations that, they, that you can go through of kind of, Working out those two characters, those how two characters can interact with yeah. each other.
2: I think that's a, a really interesting choice. I think it's a really good choice not to tip the hand to Jeff in any way, but um, it reminds me of I don't know if this is on your list of like the uh Kyle Gass and uh Jack Black, Jack Black, mm-hmm. Tenacious D sort of relationship within the world of Tenacious D. Like, obviously, Jack Black has gone on to host do a number of films on his yeah. own He is his own personality but within that world of tenacious d like the jack black the jables character doesn't mm-hmm. really exist without there being this guy that kind of pulls him back down a little bit they yeah kinda hold is it's kind of like this weight that holds down the balloon that's jack mm-hmm. black i don't know there's an interesting that was like almost the first when you mentioned that was the first comparison that i thought it was like this character doesn't work sometimes without the other character. Right. And I wonder if, like, throughout Shaun of the Dead, throughout, you know, because he's kind of like the balloon that's holding down um, Shaun in that movie. Right. And then in... But there's a weight that's holding down the character's ambition, and oftentimes it seems to be, in this case, uh, it feels like Nick Frost kind of has that throughout. Like in... um, Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz. He's kind of like, you know, Nick, Nick Angel is this high-flying whatever, and he needs this guy to kind of pull him back down back down to Earth, sort of.
1: Right, so yeah. Speak. He needs him, well, mainly he needs him to show him uh, Bad Boys 2. That's true. That's uh-huh. the most important thing.
0: Does <laughs> it seem like who, in Sean, uh, Nick Nick Frost is who Simon Pegg will be if he continues the way he is? Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, he represents... Um, the wonderfulness of stasis, but then we realize stasis equals death for that character because mm.
1: he will always be literally, unhappy. yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> and in Hot and in Hot Fuzz, he sort of represents whatever part of him that he's missing. Mm. He's kind of missing that sort of just hang out, just hang out and be cool <laughs> sort of vibe. And then in World's End, it's it's sort of like what he n- never had—the ability to move on yeah. from his from <laughs> from high school life. So they kind of. I I think it's a I think what big reason why I chose it because in the course of those three movies you've seen only three movies and it's these three I've seen I've I, I saw uh, uh Paul <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> terrible and then Spaced is Spaced is by the way if you have not got a chance to check out Spaced go go to Amazon buy it get it it's incredible incredible TV series. Um, and that's such a genre spoof from week to week that they kind of go through all sorts of different ch- changes in their relationship. But yeah, that's kind of why I chose it.
0: Cool. Space does Edgar Wright. Too. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right,
2: bros. Michael, what's your second? The character of Short Round from Indiana oh. Jones and the Temple of Doom. Nice. Uh, a literal sidekick yeah. <laughs> and a figurative sidekick. Um, not a side chick, though. Not a side chick. He's, uh,
0: he's trying to get in the way of the side chick.
2: That's right. So, yeah.
0: No time for love, Dr. Jones.
2: <laughs> well, uh, I always want to know what happened to Sidekick. Yeah. To Short Round. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to Sidekick. To Short Round. Not the guy from Sidekick. He, he joined the, the Goonies, movie. and they <laughs> they found treasure in their, under their city. At the end of, uh, you know, uh, uh, yeah, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, was he in the audience watching Dr. Go- Jones get married? Oh, yeah. Or was he in some like awful internment camp uh-huh. after world war ii it
0: like harrison ford does have a dispensable sidekick you know like <laughs> does he go does he and chewy kind of go uh, somewhere and kind of hang out together yeah
2: um but the short round character is just wonderful it's something that you don't expect and you're kind of amazed that he kind of sticks with him through the entire like what a strange and fun relationship that doesn't ever feel creepy yeah when like an 11 year old is hanging out with a 42-year-old archaeologist mm-hmm. yeah. adventurer. Yeah. It feels it feels very fatherly, mm-hmm. but also very... it. There are times that it is like a friendship on the same level when mm-hmm. the short-round character kind of checks Indiana Jones yeah. a little bit. But then it flips back and forth, and he's very much protective of him as mm-hmm. a father. And that character really allows you that sort of empathy into the kids that are enslaved at the palace. uh, Oh yeah. uh, Yeah. And, um, you know, George Lucas can write sometimes Mm -hmm. George Lucas and Lawrence Kasdan and, uh, Steven Spielberg. They, some (laughs) with Indiana Jones, when they get their characters, right. They know how to write a character. And he was just this wonderful ball of energy that like could kick some giant guy's Uh ass and could drive a car with blocks on his feet. And, Could do all like these little assistant works that you don't expect out of someone that is yeah four feet tall.
0: As a genre film, they seem very conversant in the forties, the thirties, and forties action genres and adventure genres and swashbuckling genres, and so that character wouldn't have been out of place. Yeah, and and would also his nationality would not have seemed like a.
2: Pandering or a stereotype hmm. than either, yeah. Well, he seemed right in place with you know Indiana at the beginning of the movie starts up in Shanghai, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or in Hong Kong. I can't remember, and I guess they're the same. No, where does he start? I don't remember. Hong Kong. Okay. Indiana Jones and they in the Temple of Doom starts out in Hong Kong, and. Uh, He almost feels like the street rat that Indy picked up then and there. But maybe they've had an additional friendship (laughs) that goes back a little bit longer. Or you're not quite sure. I mean, how long has Short Round been with Indiana leading up to that point? Did Mm -hmm. he just meet him? Did he hire him from this job? And all of a sudden he's on a... It's Shanghai.
1: It is Shanghai. Surprise. (laughs) Uh, um, So do you think that Indiana Jones has... Like, short rounds all around the world to help him out? Ooh, that is very interesting. Like, he's got yeah. one in Nigeria or something yeah. like that? For yeah. sure now I do.
2: Well, he had one kind of in, um, when they went to Egypt. Right. He had, um, uh, what's his name? Sala. Yep. So, he's got his Sala. Mm-hmm. And... He's got people all over the place. Yeah. Whether or not they're... Whether they're ten year old kids, years, yeah. ten year old martial artists, or <laughs> right <laughs> John Rice Davies' is around the world, no, he's not, got one of them. Yeah. So,
1: uh, so you're suggesting that that of the two, you'd rather have a t- uh, four foot tall karate expert than John Rice Davis? Hmm, a more effective No Sala versus short short round.
2: Uh yeah, I'd rather have a short round. I yeah,
0: it, not Sala too... can get you camels <laughs> and horses. Lucas has the story by you're credit. Problem. And I can totally see Lucas uh, dealing in a much less, like Lucas giving somebody this assignment, write me a very empathetic, re, uh, fun, and not racist <laughs> Asian
2: sidekick. <laughs> and I'm just going, oh, God, <laughs> George, okay. Uh, Is Was there a sidekick in... Temple of uh, uh Last Crusade. His dad was the sidekick. Kind of sidekick. Uh-huh. Side, kind of sidekicky. And Allison Doody or what was her? Dooley? What was her name? Yeah. Oh my god. This Order Research <laughs> Podcast.
0: <laughs> this this is, is the podcast
2: where you know that we don't look things don't up beforehand. Yeah. We just think of things and like hope that hope it lands. Hope it's correct, yeah. 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 And then in um Mutt there's an, in the oh. Crystal Skull. But, Mutt
1: Williams.
0: Oh uh, god Oh god. Allison Duty—that is her name. Duty, she
2: was the German, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hell, hell, of a name.
0: All right. So side. So uh, short round. Short round. Awesome. Uh, I looked. I loved that kid when I remember seeing that film. Yeah. I think I was still in high school then, but I remember thinking he was a lot of fun. Okay, uh, your second Richard is which?
1: My second is America's Uncle. Uncle Joe Biden. Oh.
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, what could? Could could Barack Obama have have had a better sidekick than Uncle Joe? Do you think? I he he was perfect for him. Yeah. Because where Barack Obama could be somewhat professorial, let's say. Yeah. Uh, the word is aloof. Al- aloof. Al- al- the critics might say aloof. Um, there was Joe with his Joe Ray-Bans. With, and, yeah. Ray-Bans just being cool as shit. Yeah. I love the... Washington uh, Washington Trans in, lo- in the driveway. I love the Onion version of Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes I get him confused with the actual version yeah. of Joe Biden. I just that- assume they're pretty much the same person. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> telling the great Barack word. Obama to get him some of them real th- uh, throwing stars from China. <laughs> right. But I mean, even the stuff, you know, like the... This is a big fucking deal, man. Yeah. I mean, that's just... That's
0: what is that character like your drunk uncle or like he's
1: kind of your drunk uncle Wood-
0: Wooderson from Dazed and Confused he's kind of, yeah a yeah. seventy yeah. year old Wooderson
1: <laughs> I I just think that that in terms of the two of them I, it's been I, it's hard for me to think of, of a recent president vice president pairing where you got the sense that they really like yeah liked each other. And worked with each other. Those were two grown adult men who you would legit
2: be like, oh yeah, they're just going out to get ice cream together. Mm -hmm. And they're just going to hang out. Yeah. Mike Pence has not talked to Donald Trump in any sense of familiarity other than saying yes sir and no sir. Mm -hmm. And of course, and God, can't you just die so I can (laughs) luck my way into the presidency? Mm -hmm. It does seem true. Well, the little I've seen of like the White
0: House staff in general, how Barack Obama seemed to actually communicate with the people. It seemed like it was the closest to West Wing (laughs) that you could imagine. Right. Uh,
1: I feel like there's a lot of walk. Even like Clinton and Gore, I didn't get this. You never got the sense that they were like buddies. fishing buddies. buddies. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. They agreed on policy stuff and they, you know, they're like work friends.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, what, what, um, what was
1: Hillary's running mate? Oh, for this last... Elect, uh, uh,
2: what's his name? I can uh, picture him. Virginia
1: Virginia. Uh, not Webb. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Tim Kaine.
2: Tim Kaine. They're not getting ice cream
1: together. Yeah. He was purely a policy
2: slash... This guy was mayor, governor, senator, mm-hmm. moving up the ranks he of eventually... Checked all the boxes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Not someone... Yeah, yeah. yeah this is a... This, it is interesting. It's like, unlike the um,
0: typical sidekick, if the... Dread Pirate Roberts dies, then the uh, then the, the the ship's mate
1: <laughs> becomes the Dread Pirate oh, Roberts, right.
0: and then vice president, he would become the president. So right, it's just a title. Yeah,
1: right. Um, and I, you know, I think with Joe Biden, I think it was also interesting that he wasn't someone who had. Correct me if I'm wrong here. He didn't run for president in 2000. And, do the math here. 2000. And, what was that? 16, 12, 2008. When Obama first ran, oh, I, I don't know. I don't think he had. I mean, I know he had. Run, he had run like years before that, mm. and maybe running again. Which, I'm Joe, not, I'm, I'm Joe, if you're listening, <laughs> and I know you might be, don't don't do it. You're seventy six years old. I I I don't trust you to drive a car at seventy six much less run the country.
2: There's just it just let's let's just not. Let's
1: let's not do let's, let's not let's not do the greatest hits. Yeah. He's a great sidekick. How about this? Okay. He was the perfect sidekick. You don't need the sidekick to have his own show. Leave it at that.
0: All right. Um, we are now at our halftime. So, uh, we appreciate if you go on to itunes and download rate and review our past episodes please give us a rating you could do the same thing on soundcloud no you can do the same thing on stitcher uh i had a little barack obama where it's upward inflection, uh, inflection. you can go to instagram twitter uh, uh, spotify spotify spotify, spotify? No. oh no God. okay, okay anyway. it's a Jimmy carter <laughs> Uh, You can also uh, support other podcasts. that are Nelson Rockefeller impersonation
1: you did there. Very good.
0: The only thing we have to fear is is fear itself of giving us a rating. Please join us on all all our social handles and get in a dialogue with us. Past uh, people. Past folks have. (laughs) God, man, my brain. All you past people. All you past people. Not the future people. Uh, in the past, uh, people have gone to our Facebook or Twitter or Instagram and suggested topics and we tackled those topics sometimes with the suggest as part of the show. You don't have to do that, but we invite you into a dialogue to let us know what kind of show you'd like to uh, hear and what kind of topics you'd like for us to discuss. Or if we missed a, an example of a certain topic that you uh, personally liked, let us know. You can also support podcasting in general by going out into the Podverse and supporting this here podcast, which we're going to promote right here what's up all you guys out there in podcast land this is chris this is jason and i'm the duchess and we're the hashtag no offense show bringing you your weekly dose of crazy florida headlines well that's not all we talk about i mean we talk about stuff like yeah don't forget about me sucking dicks oh jesus oh, too, I guess. <laughs> some of them dick pics let's just check out this clip from a recent episode it you know they don't really have any problems at all fuck yeah why would you yeah mm-hmm. everybody's getting their balls drained and <laughs> Getting right. in trouble oh, Exactly <laughs> And the girls are getting paid They're happy
2: And nobody's suing anybody For whipping their dick out
0: She's got She's got fucking health care for, for sucking dick dude. Mm. I mean like Do you know how many Bitches in America Would suck dick for health care
2: I would suck dick for health care You've got it
0: by being married For free
2: health care <laughs> Yeah but if we can get Health care for free You won't let me suck dick I pay $550
0: <laughs> a month For health care Is $550 a month Worth it to you To suck a gang of dicks For free health care <laughs> 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 How many are a gang And <laughs> okay. will they provide yeah, a- What is a <laughs> well, they'd be providing sandwiches afterwards, because if they have sandwiches, then I am in. <laughs> I'll pay the five fifty dollars and take you to Firehouse, okay? So if you like what you heard, head on over to htnos.com. And you can subscribe on any of your podcast platforms.
2: And don't forget to follow us on all the socials, htnos everywhere.
0: <laughs> okay, um... So... With that, we are back, and we are discussing the Mount Rushmore of sidekicks. The
2: choice was Richards, and uh, Michael is going to let us know his third pick. My third choice is Robert Wool playing pitching coach Larry Hackett.
0: <laughs> oh, that's fun <laughs> oh, from that's Bull a, Durham. That's a good one. Yeah, it's I like a this a lot. One.
2: Uh, so he is a pitching coach. has, has <laughs> for the the Durham Bulls yeah and he kind of serves as this intermediary between the manager Skip and all of the other ball players, as often assistant coaches mm-hmm. kind of do where yeah. the head coach sits back and kind of chews on bubblegum and lets the game play out as it were and then the pitching coach comes out and settles disputes on what kind of uh, wedding six. gifts yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the greatest line it was, when was like um, well you know they're standing at the mound and Uh, crash davis is kind of trying to mitigate what's going on between like uh nuke and the rest of the infielders that are coming in like well my glove's cursed and we need like a (laughs) (laughs) he needs to have a live chicken to cut his head off and
1: And we get a what about an engagement we don't know what to get for
2: an engagement party (laughs) and uh the manager sends out uh robert wool's character and he's like all right what's going on he's like well he goes through the list and he's like well Candlesticks always a nice gift. Find it where they're re- where they're getting uh, where they're registered. Okay, let's go to. Yeah. <laughs> kind of moves yeah. along, but he's just this wonderful character in the movie that is there to kind of repeat things that the manager yeah. says, but then kind of there to soften the blow of the things the manager says. Mm-hmm. Like when um when Nuke is the <laughs> Nuke Lelouch is first yeah. kind of introduced to the team, he's like this hot stud, but you know, walks eighteen. He's like, league record. <laughs> Struck out eighteen. Also a league record. <laughs> and he's just this wonderful character that has all this just great baseball garbage talk. Yeah. And he uh, he is just he can't exist without there being a manager and mm-hmm. he's not there to be the manager, he's there to be the assistant to the yeah. manager. And yeah. he's just he's so this is probably Robert, Robert
1: Wool's greatest character. Yeah. I mean as it's R no less. Yeah, I've actually with never, dollar signs. Uh, never seen our list yeah. with dollar signs. Not very good. Mm. Uh, it Was on for twenty-seven years. It's so, so th-
0: funny that that was an example of was it Showtime
1: or HBO? I figured HBO. It was HBO, it was HBO, Before they really figured out what yeah. quality television yeah. was. Yeah, that's when like uh, like uh, Dream On was on. Uh huh. Things like that, where it's like, yeah, this is quality yeah. television. Yeah. And then the Sopranos come around, and you go, oh yeah, oh okay, I get what good is. Sopranos with
0: dollar signs. With a with gun. With gun. With gun in well, island. he was also in Hollywood Nights, and was he also he, he, kind of a side He was in a Batman movie. He was in a, in, in Batman, yeah. right? And yeah, Cob. yeah, always kind of a fun character to kind of re- report on and respond to the proceedings. Mm-hmm. Never necessarily driving things forward, but to be uh, kind of look askance at whatever's happening. Oh, that's a fun one,
1: uh, Ricard. Okay, so my third choice is Bacon, not Kevin Bacon. The actual, Sir food. Francis, Sir Francis Bacon. Oh, yes. okay. No, okay, Richard. The actual food stuff. Welcome bacon. to the Bacon Podcast with Richard. Now, now, let me let me point out. I understand that most people, unlike myself, don't make bacon. Have, we're bacon not in the process prime... of making bacon the the bacon, star, bacon. <laughs> the star of your breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> For most people, bacon is a supporting character. The great supporting character. Yeah. You go to a restaurant. And you're not going to say. Man, I, what'd you have for? How was your breakfast, man? That bacon was good. Mm-hmm. Probably not. You're gonna say, "Oh, I love the pancakes," or the waffles were okay, or what? You, you're you're gonna be talking about you. I don't know if you yeah. call it an entree for your breakfast. Mm-hmm. Whatever, okay. whatever the main, main thing is, the main thing. Yeah. but you're really happy you had that bacon. Mm-hmm. If you get a chance to have bacon as a side, yeah, you're gonna be really happy that is it you chose like it.
0: Eggs, you think? Well, think of eggs as versatile. Like you can get eggs any style. Right. Three eggs any style. It could be so many different ways. But bacon's kind of like that's
2: it. I it's don't know. You never, you never order eggs and bacon. It's always bacon and eggs. Bacon gets top billing with bacon and eggs. Hmm. Oh,
1: that's an interesting. Huh. Point. You
2: don't go in there and say, "Hey, I'm gonna have eggs you and bacon." You know,
1: why I didn't. You know what I, I thought about with eggs mm. is that you can have like an omelet, mm-hmm. and then clearly mm-hmm. the omelet's the star of the show. Mm-hmm. There's no scenario where bacon is I really the I don't think so.
0: Do they put it bacon and eggs in the in the on the menu? I don't see I don't it much think anymore. That's I was uh, thinking it's 3 eggs any style with a choice
1: of side. Bacon or which sausage. Which could be sausage, Who's choosing
0: sausage. Ham or steak. Nobody's choosing. Maybe
1: a, you could get away with a ham. I'll I'll give you a ham steak mm. on occasion. <laughs> okay. I'll take for right now. <laughs> I haven't seen hungry. ham steaks in a long like are you
0: in a depression era comedy or something like that? Were you I'm hanging out a, with our
1: gang? I'm at a No, I'm at a uh what's the 24-hour restaurant downtown? The one that never closes. Oh, Bacon. Yes, Bacons. Bacons. <laughs> bacons the <laughs> restaurant. Um, I'm totally blank blanking on the name here. Anyway, that's they they do the thing where like every all their meals come with like a ham steak that's oh. like oozing like like dripping oh, wow. okay. off of it. Okay. So, I, I don't I, I don't mind me a ham steak. Sausage can go to hell as a breakfast site. What are you talking mm. about? Uh, hmm. I will never choose sau- sausage over bacon. I love a good sausage link. Oh, you're a link or a patty? Oh. Uh, a link.
2: Okay.
0: Why, why is sausage? Do you feel because its prominence is disputable? Like, there could be bacon in the sausage. There could be a duck in the sausage. There could be feet, monkey feet in the
2: sausage.
1: I just don't like it
2: that much. Okay. I think there are two sides to bacon <laughs> the crispy side? <laughs> uh, there is a side of bacon where. You can, for a while, uh-huh. you can add bacon to anything. And it's just like, oh, this is so good. You just had like, you know, you're having some Brussels sprouts and you add a little bit of bacon on there. And you're just like, oh, yeah, it's good. It's like, do you like Brussels sprouts or do you like the taste of bacon? Yeah. And then from about 2004 to 2009, mm-hmm. I saw fucking bacon on everything. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm going to get some bacon. Bacon ice cream. Band-aids. Bacon yeah. ice cream. Bacon like tried to make this big. Like, Big Bacon tried to really make that push. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I think, ultimately, they realized, kind of a second banana. Like, you're oh. a fl- you're an additive to a flavor. You're not the flavor that people mm-hmm. gravitate mm-hmm. towards. Yeah,
1: I would agree with that. I think they got pushed
2: out by, by uh, Sriracha, too. Mm. Yeah, only... Big Sriracha came in and was like, hey, Big Bacon. Yeah. You're Get gone. Let me ask you this. Although though, no what... one orders, like, a, just a shot of Sriracha.
0: What about past the hour of eleven forty? five or time again where does bacon fit in again i think to
1: to michael's point bacon becomes like this additive this ingredient that gets added in to kind of elevate a lot of dishes
2: it certainly wormed its way onto the western burger yeah hawaiian pizza club or
1: club sandwich yeah yeah bacon is like
2: hey we're still around from (laughs) earlier this morning Mm -hmm. What are you? You're not you're not getting rid of us so fast. Pat. Yeah, it is not a dinner food unless you're having like a burger.
1: Breakfast for dinner. You
2: never see like bacon like pop up on your. Yeah, maybe a carbonara though.
1: Yeah, I, I've definitely had some. Unless oh, it's more some of a pasta, mm-hmm. some pastas with a hmm. with, with with a bacon. Okay.
0: Uh, it is a good <laughs> breakfast just on a greasy piece of bread if you want to have a heart attack.
1: <laughs> Take that. Take that. Personal guarantee.
0: <laughs> oh, my name is Richard Manfredi. <laughs> Michael, your fourth choice,
2: please. Mr. Ed McMahon. Oh,
1: oh. wow. That's a, clo-
0: that's a closer right
2: there. <laughs> okay. Uh, he is the quintessential sidekick. He has no job other than to say, here's Johnny, and then to laugh at jokes. He does not, like, he's to laugh at bad jokes. He's there to He's there to be, right. like, to remind the audience when maybe you should laugh, too. I guess, and then also give away someone else's money, even in his other job is to he gives away someone he shows up at your door and gives away someone else's money.
1: Yeah. And in bloopers and practical jokes, he was clearly Dick Clark's second Mm -hmm. banana. Oh yeah. That is yeah. Wait a make my point for me. It was Dick Clark's show and Ed McMahon happened to be around Mm -hmm. also doing things. It's not like a Paul Schaefer where he's the sidekick to Letterman, but he also, you know, has to be lead a band. Yeah. And, it's do, funny. and do and take part in skits sometimes and do things like that. I don't know what The Tonight Show was before Johnny Carson
2: was on there. Mm-hmm. But
1: this character... It was a serialized radio uh, <laughs> uh, drama. It was I exactly it was. the
0: same. Well, it wasn't precise. It was Jack Parr who kind of derivated from Steve Allen's format. But
1: and he had Hugh Downs as his... Uh, Hugh Downs was... was his, uh, Who we know from 2020 yeah. fame, of course. Okay. And was that his sidekick? That kick? was his sidekick. Hmm. Or he maybe he had the monkey. No, oh, that's Dave Garroway, <laughs> Chimpanzee. But the when you think of the talk show
2: host sidekick, you think of Ed McMahon and then it kind of feels like it deviates to uh, uh you just mentioned his name. Paul Schaefer. Paul Schaefer yeah. and then Jimmy Kimmel has his band leader guy mm-hmm. that kinda of, uh does some stuff and it's just he—he he is the template for um, even uh, the HBO show. We're—we're we're stuck on HBO. We're stuck on like late '90s mm-hmm. HBO. Does. Hello, yeah, the, uh, hello, Larry's hey now, Larry, oh, hey Alexander's, now, Jeffrey Tambor. Jeffrey Tambor is um, yeah. Do you his feel
0: sidekick. Like the uh, tacit agreement between the top banana and the second banana is never upstage me, or I'll cut you. Okay? Kind of like
2: this. I think so. Yeah. I mean, uh. uh uh, Conan O'Brien had Andy uh, Richter, yeah, Richter, and then for, remember for a while Andy Richter left, yeah, and came crawling back, to yeah, it. and he was like he could not exist on his own. He mm-hmm. is Conan's sidekick, yeah, and maybe at some point you just accept your second billing lease in life mm-hmm. and just like, yeah, I'm
0: I just- would say that Conan probably couldn't survive in features or whatever there is out there. He could write them likely, but I don't think he would. I don't think he would have been a leading man. I don't think no, he would No, have no, been, no. Yeah, he I mean uh it didn't work for um Fallon
2: either. He no. tried to try it at a feature career and it didn't catch. Well, fire. I think Conan was always like a writer. Yeah. He was ne- he's never like a he never felt like a um aspiring lead, performer. Aspiring yeah. actor sort of personality. He was always like this weirdo guy that could do really good bits and could react. Yeah. He was always he's he's very reactionary in his Leading yeah. hostness, mm-hmm. um, but going back to Ed McMahon, he was just like this this guy that you could have was he was he funny? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Yeah, I have no. Hosts, I, I have no person like his personality is just the guy that says like you know you guys joked about you yeah. mm-hmm. like yes he liked to hit yes. the bottle yeah mm-hmm. allegedly hit the sauce yeah
0: Showed I up. think he was a singer I think he had no they all like were. some of those guys had a career he in had, broadcasting like, probably
2: had like twelve albums mm-hmm. yeah. It's one of those, like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, he put out 12 albums and he sang. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay.
0: No, that's a, that's a, that's a very vital
2: choice because that's, as in my seminal years, he was the perfect example of a, a sidekick. It's, and, it's, so, a, it's also entirely possible that most of my memory of Ed McMahon being the host of The Tonight Show was the Phil Hartman impersonation of yes. him on SNL. Like, yeah. it's amazing how much that has colored yeah. and pushed him farther back yeah. from like the front of the stage uh-huh. to like, oh yeah, Ed McMahon, and be like, the Phil Hartman guy?
1: <laughs> was also co-host of the uh, Jerry Lewis telethon. Oh, he was. Yeah, for years wow. and years and years. Um, and of course, Star Search, where he wow. wanted being second banana to 10-year-old kids singing The Sun Will Come Out Tomorrow. Mm-hmm.
0: Richard, please let us
1: know your final choice. My final choice is basketball's Scotty Pippen. Oh. Because um, whenever you, it, you know, sorry, Browntown, we're doing the sports. Thing. Not Broadway's Scotty Pippen. Not Broadway, Scotty Pippen. Not, I want to dribble, but look at this guy in front of me
2: who's taking the last shot. I play defense better than MJ, but nobody recognizes that. Oh, here comes this guy
1: with purple hair. I guess
2: he is going to be called a better defender than me.
1: So that You're getting very close to singing to the uh, NBA and NBC theme. <laughs> I'm Scottie Pippen and I like to play basketball, but I'm not quite as good as Jordan. Bob bum yeah.
0: Was he good <laughs> enough that were Jordan to not were Jordan not to have been around, would he have been a
2: bigger standout?
1: No, the two years
2: the, the two, two years. years that Jordan was off the team, they didn't win the okay. NBA championship. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay.
1: exactly. then right. uh, there's his two years in the woods playing minor league baseball.
0: Well if you think if you see that as evidence, then <laughs> I take it. Okay, well, who did he play in the three Cornetto flavor trilogy? <laughs>
1: He played. <laughs> he played the
0: cornetto. He was a zombie. He was. He was ah. doing Pippin. He was Pippin on Broadway. <laughs> he, Pippin on Broadway. <laughs> he took over for Robert Guillaume, I believe. My father always wanted me to do Broadway, so I'm quitting baseball now and I'm doing, Broadway. Okay. Why? What? Did, how did Scotty Pippin feel about that? Do you think that was always? I think he was.
1: I think he was pretty much fine with that. I think he was one of those guys that was very happy being the second, being. Second best on his team to the greatest player who ever played. Yeah. As long as that meant that they got to win championships. He got to, you know, Jordan, there are stories of Jordan kind of like took him under his wing and sort of tried to raise him up to be like a, a, a mini Michael Jordan. Yeah. Um, although he was probably taller than him, so the mini thing probably doesn't work out. But I don't know. I got this since he's, from a basketball standpoint, he is, he seemed like somebody who was, the, like you said, those two years that it was like his show. He, you know, there are times where he turned down the chance to take last shots, oh. wouldn't come off the bench at the end of the game one time when they were trying to try and drop a game winning play because he didn't agree with it. Oh. Just all this stuff that made you feel like he's not cut out to be the man. Yeah. You know how, you know, how you know he's
2: not cut out to be the man? Um, I just s- started typing in Scotty Pippen into a Google search, and the first thing that came up that finished it for me was Scotty Pippen wife. Oh. Not even like. You can't even get past championship.
1: Yeah. i yeah. surprised it wasn't Mike, uh, Scottie Pippen, Jordan.
2: Hmm.
1: It, it, he's, he feels to me the same way like I felt with kickball, hmm. running it. Mm-hmm. I was a great number two to you, Michael. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah, never want, never wanted been, to be the number gra- one. You would have been a great choice of mine. Yeah, I would have been a good choice. I, would, I, oh, well. I was a good word, except for being a wartime consigliere. <laughs> Everything else I was pretty good at. But I just didn't, never wanted to be like the guy running the league and that's what i got that's always the sense i got from scotty pippen he didn't want to be the guy who was responsible for taking the last shot but he'd be happy to take the second to the last shot okay
0: does that mean he's a team player or does that mean he just doesn't have the clutch uh thing it doesn't want to be
1: under the kind of pressure that's a good question i don't know that i have a great answer to that i think it means he's a team player
0: because i i've been in situations where i think i love being part of an ensemble but i don't I don't feel comfortable taking, and it's based on experience, I don't feel comfortable when I'm in the spotlight, it's hit or miss. Right. So maybe that's why I like kind of being part of this group.
2: Oh. I mean, you could also say that Jordan never won a championship without Scottie Pippen.
1: That's also true. Technically Uh, accurate. When Jordan went to the Wizards. He didn't do anything. Uh -uh. Hmm. I mean, he was old. Right. Cut his finger off almost. Yeah. That didn't help him. Uh-uh. How'd that happen? Uh, with a kind of, with a cigar cutter. Golly. Tip, cut off the tip, fingertip, one of his wow. shooting hand.
0: Wow. Yeah. Now you know. So nobody could beat him in basketball,
1: but, but the cigar cutter. <laughs> <car>. <laughs> exactly.
0: Okay. Uh, looks like, is that it? That is it. That is it. We have been discussing the Mount Rushmore of Sidekicks, and I have uh, enjoyed all the choices, and I'm just going to go pick a few that I think are things that stood out to me, either because um, you said them and my brain thought of something nice, or you had a great rationalization for choosing it. Robin?
1: That was such a such a Homer pick, Michael. Yeah.
2: <laughs> just play, to, play to win, uh, just like
0: Scottie Pippen. Bacon. I had some for breakfast, then I had some for lunch today. <laughs> so... You're talking to what a being that is physically 95% bacon, so of course I'm going to respond positively to it.
2: Jeff has a strip of bacon behind his ear, the way that some people (laughs) carry pencils. Like a
0: pencil. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Uh, I thought it was very compelling. Um, I haven't. Nobody has evoked the words Robert or Wool in a while, and certainly not together. Um, And but that's not what I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick Ed McMahon. And I'm gonna pick Uncle Joe because I miss him.
1: I think we all do, real nice, but not yeah. enough
2: to be president. No, 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 no. No, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Stay on the side as bacon.
0: So I'd like to thank um, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln. I'd like to thank Theodore Roosevelt.
2: <laughs> Brock's back. Oh, we need to add this sound effect. We're being sidekicks <laughs> to President Washington. That's an interesting thought. Can someone time travel from the past the way that former President Washington has and Lincoln has mm-hmm. if they're Ooh. still alive? We'll have to get them on the show and ask.
0: All right. <laughs> this has been the Mount Rushmore uh, show. My name as always, is always Jeff. Uh, I'm Richard. I'm Michael.